Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 237 for December 22nd, 2017. It's our Christmas episode. Yay! Yay! Everybody's happy. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. I'm another one, Trevo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Somebody deleted my R. I read what's on the screen. It says Trevo. Uh, I am Trevo. (laughs) I'm Adriel. And I'm Kelly. Where'd my R go? Okay. I think it's better without the R. Before we Um, actually start, let's go around the table and describe what everyone's drinking, because everyone's into the Christmas cheer tonight. And ow. (laughs) Okay. Trevor? I am drinking a wonderful bottle of Cold Stream Clear Homemade Apple Pie Moonshine. That's delicious. It is delicious. Mm. Uh, And it was gifted to me by Bang My Switch Luke, friend of the show. Um, Luke? I didn't notice, but this is only 20% alcohol. Why do you hate me? Mm. That's not how you're supposed to do moonshine. No, it's not. Luckily, mm. I have more of the real stuff downstairs. No, it's supposed to be 20% non-alcohol, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, it's tasty. It's a nice little pint-sized sipping at the hockey game style bottle. Mm. I like it. Ooh, warmed up. That would be good. Okay. Adriel? I'm running some uh, Jackson Triggs, J Triggs, if you will. Uh, comes in a box, and no, uh, nobody calls it J Triggs. That's douchebaggery. <laughs> no, he's come ha- on. He's, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do he's, that. He's trying to have some street cred. Come yeah, on. not even the people in Ontario okay. made call it J Triggs. Okay, anyways, and anybody Jackson who drinks Triggs. it out of a box, they don't have street cred. Ah, <laughs> yep. trailer park trig- cred. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. What kind of Jackson Triggs, Adriel? It's red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. man. So it's in the decanter, right? Uh, No. It's in a box. It's in a, it's box. Really in a box. You pour it <laughs> into your me. wine glass, and then you drink it out of your glass. Or you do the box, and you get that little hose thing that uh, uh-huh. you use with one of those camel backs, and you just... Camel pack. Yeah. That's yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? Fill your camel pack with red wine. <laughs> That's a good hiking beverage, right? It is. <laughs> if you're hiking Excellent. on a patio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly? I am drinking actual straight-up moonshine. It's the stuff that Trevor gave to me when I went down east. So I'm now officially at half of the bottle. So, I did drink half the bottle tonight. But no, you'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> It's very smooth, isn't it? It is very smooth. And by the time you, so like three fingers, by the time you get down to the last finger, it's like, yeah, you don't really care about things anymore. (laughs) I drink to stop caring, (laughs) Kelly, Lynn, everyone. Okay, Trevor, I've been to your house lots of times. You've never given me alcohol. To take home. Oh, listen to what Brian does. Brian, Brian's got me so figured out. Last time Brian was here, friends bring me alcohol when they come visit. It's amazing. I get bottles of whiskey and I get some bottles of scotch. Well, Brian shows up with 
Castmate Jameson. It's like the best Jameson. You can drink it like scotch, just whiskey stones or straight. It's a beautiful sipping um, rye whiskey. He opens it up. He goes, here's a bottle of whiskey for you, but I know you. I know you're going to hide this. Wait till we're all gone. No, 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 no. No, 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 you said, okay, we're going to save that for later. And I'm like, screw that. Crack it open and took a swig out of the bottle before I give it back to you. <laughs> exactly. You no, knew no, very no. well it was going to get hidden and, uh, and, and taken out when everybody was gone. So he made sure he got, got his cut before it got put away. Did you lick, did you lick the lid? No. Oh. Come on. Come on, Kale. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, oh. That's kind of gross. That is not classy at all. So it's kind of gross. No, that's not. No. Who would, who would do such a thing? Yeah. Apparently, Kelly. Apparently. Oh. I mean, well, and to be honest, okay, it's it's rye whiskey. Oh, you lick the cap. Fine. Turn the bottle upside down. It's, it's gone. All the bad is gone. It's got a reset button. Yeah, you <laughs> don't do that with cast meat. So, mm, no. Well, you put Brian, the cap. Whatever. All right. Um, what I I am ooh, almost finished my fur latte, which for the listeners who don't know, this is a wonderful creation that Trevor came up with, which is the official one would be a large Tim Hortons. Yes. However, I'm doing it with coffee I made at home uh, with an ounce of Irish cream, an ounce of coffee liqueur, like a like a Kahlua, something like that, and an ounce of of uh, whiskey. Wow. So. Or crown, ba- which, Bailey's Crown and Kahlua, if you want to go like brand name, but whatever. Well, I I don't use Kahlua. I use Bolivar. Because, Bolivar, that's right. And, and I grabbed the castmates because that was in front of the liquor cabinet. So Perfect. Yeah. So it's, so. it's, still, it's still a Ferlatte. And it's high end. Mm. Yeah. Just like the Ferlatte. High end. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Wait till we start talking about the wrinkle pistols in a bit. <laughs> All righty. So now that we have d- uh, rolled back the clock to episode 104, let's get into what we did with guns. And this is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, and they want us to know that Drummond Steel is back in stock, including Texas Stars, AR-500 Gongs. Speed stand and chain kits are out, are all now back in stock for your shooting pleasure. So get yeah. out to the Calgary Shooting Center and be anti-communist and buy stuff. Yeah, and if you want to be super anti-communist, buy your steel targets from X Metal. I'm just saying. I'm just. Well, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you could maybe also go to a retailer that sponsors shooters. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> okay, so. Trevor, we're gonna we're gonna get rid we're gonna get rid of the long one first. Can you please tell us what you've been doing in guns? Okay, so let's start off with the project lipstick on a pig. Um, a lot of work has been happening with Adriel and Mai's 1911s. Uh, with Adriel's, the internals have been polished. The um, Denis bought a rail tuning kit from Brownells, and what that does is it tightens the rails on the frame of the 1911 to tighten up the fit between the slide and the rail. So that's been done. Plus I have polished every internal part there is. I haven't touched the trigger because Captain Andy's going to do that in a couple of days after Christmas. I'm heading down there to do a trigger job on, on all on like a bunch of these guns. Um, also, Denis cut two new dovetails into Adriel's slide. We've put a new barrel link and pin into Adriel's gun, and we've put a new Colt barrel bushing into uh, Adriel's gun as well. 
and I've put in a wolf spring kit. So lipstick on a pig? I don't know. Um, anyone who wants to learn the 1911 platform and do some custom work, uh, either on their own or with the help of a gunsmith, is provided you don't mess with the trigger group. Do not touch your sear and hammer unless you know what you're doing. Um, the question, you know, like, why? Why are you doing this? Well, if you want to build a 1911 and you don't want to have to get into milling the parts to fit, if you don't want to do the 80% or anything like that, if you grab a Norinco and clean it up, you are, you're paying less for the Norinco than you are an unfinished frame and slide. You can buy a frame and a slide from Freedom Ventures, and it's going to be top-quality stuff, but it's meant for a gunsmith. It's meant for somebody with a milling machine, and you're going to spend like 300 on the slide and 500 on the frame. Uh, these Norinkos, I, I got mine for 300 bucks shipped, and then the guy gave me $100 back when the barrel link was wrong. Adriel spent like 350 on his plus tax and shipping. So yep. the question here is, is it, can you tune them up and make them as good as a high-end gun and save money? That's the whole purpose of this project. And, you know, um, Adriel is not into his for a thousand bucks. I'm into mine for a thousand bucks because I've replaced everything. The only parts left on my gun that have not been changed are the slide, barrel, frame, and extractor. And technically, the tube that holds the spring and the detents for the safety and the takedown lever is something that can be removed from the frame. And I haven't removed that from the frame. So, other and my grips haven't been replaced, but they will soon be replaced with some tech well grips as well. So, um, Adriel's going to keep, we're going to keep the stock parts in Adriel's gun, this stock trigger group, and just have Captain Andy do a nice trigger job on it and clean it up. And uh, Adriel's gun should be good to go. Yeah. The dovetails were cut from, they, the Norinco uses its own dovetail. It's not, the they're in the same location as a Colt, but they're not the same size as a standard 1911 dovetail. So what Denis did is he looked up online the dimensions for the Dawson front sight dovetail and the Novak. There's Novak sight there's the Colt sight, and there's the Bomar, and each of these requires a different cut in the slide. So we went with Novak because we wanted adjustable rear sights similar to the Bomar, but didn't want to have to cut the slide for the Bomar cut because it's pretty um, pretty in, um, intricate, and there's a lot of different cutting that has to happen for the Bomar cut. The Novak cut is just a big, fat uh, dovetail. Yeah. The boo-boo we made with... Adriel's because we told Adriel right straight up your gun's the guinea pig and he's like I don't want to be the guinea pig and I said well you're in Alberta and I'm in New Brunswick so tough and that's what we did we made his the guinea pig everything we tried we tried on Adriel's first luckily we only broke a couple of things but I'll tell him about that off air so uh, that's how, that's just a joke the boo boo we did with Adriel's was because the the Novak dovetail is so much wider than the Narenko or the Colt dovetail we went straight down the middle widening the front and back of the dovetail we should have used the um back edge of his existing dovetail which would have moved the site farther forward on the slide because as it stands now about a quarter of an inch is hanging off the back of the slide it doesn't even bug me that much, and my OCD is pretty legendary. Um, so I don't know, Adriel, if it's going to bug you or not. If it is, if it does, would you a fix. would you know it to bug me? 
Exactly. I know no, it's li- not going to bug listen, you. Listen, so. you've given him a longer sight radius. It's all good. Yeah. And he'll be more accurate. Yeah. yeah. This is true. There's, there's at least an eighth of an inch extra sight radius there. Exactly. Well, the, 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 the notch is actually right off the back of the slide. So, you know, it doesn't look horribly goofy. So I'm going to live with it. Um, and I'm sure Adriel will too. Oh, the other thing we changed on Adriel's was Adriel ordered a Wilson Combat uh, slide stop, which fit perfectly. It required no fitting, no changing whatsoever. Um, when you lock the slide back and, and uh, drop the mag and you depress it, it goes forward. They don't always do that. They take some tuning. Uh, I've got an STI in my Narinko 45, and it does not um, want to go forward when you depress it on its own. It takes a little bit of of doing. It doesn't function exactly like it should, but it's not the end of the world, so I'm living with it. But everything on Adriel's is functioning flawlessly. Uh, Adriel, do you want your grip safety left alone, or do you want it deactivated? Nah, just leave it. It's got that bump on there, so I, I didn't have any problems uh, activating it. Yeah, you got a bigger mitt than me, so you get onto it, no problem. So the sights are installed. Um, next is the trigger job. And Andy, Captain Andy, also has another cool tool that literally squeezes the slide. It's a slide squeezer, and what it does is it closes the bottom of the slide in towards the frame to tighten up the fit. So we're going to tune the rails, we're going to pinch the slide, and then we're going to fill it with lapping compound and just work it back and forth by hand and lap it in for a hand fit, and it'll be... You know, that costs nothing. That just is time. So a lot of the things we're doing to this to these guns haven't cost us money. Um, they just cost, a, you know, the sites obviously cost money, but site upgrades are something you do anywhere. Um, the dovetails, well, you know, um, the, the, the man needs to make a living. So we had to pay Denis to cut the dovetails on both of our guns. But I've gone full uh, <laughs> with mine. Uh, I have completely stripped off all the finish. I've cut a front and rear dovetail, but I actually, Denis went online and found all the specifications and the diagrams with the technical measurements of, uh, listen to me trying to sound smart. Anyway, he found the diagrams online of the Novak cut and what needs to be cut and how deep the dovetail needs to be and how far forward on the slide, et cetera, so that the site fits flush to the back, the whole nine yards. So he actually used his milling machine he took first he took a welder and welded the original dovetail and then um, filed it down a little bit cut the dove cut a new novak dovetail where it's supposed to be for the site to fit the slide flush and then shaped it like it was always there and then i removed all the finish and i mean i polished that sucker like right now you can see this is kind of ridiculous it's overkill because this is going to be an ipsic pistol but when this gun is done you're going to be able to see your face in it I was working, so uh, for the listeners who don't know, I started working part-time at Denise Gunsmith Business uh, in the evening. So I'm working there three evenings a week and uh, a couple of Saturdays a month when I'm around learning uh, learning all kinds of amazing stuff and actually working on some of my, my guns. The first, first official thing I did when I went there was reassemble Tracy Wilson's uh, Bolt Action 22. She had an incident with a vape trap in her... Uh, moisture trap. I don't know what a vape trap is. Anyway, a moisture trap or something that was in one of her gun safes and it malfunctioned and the corrosive chemicals inside leaked all over uh, a couple of her guns and just destroyed them. So I told her for a Christmas present I would refinish one of the guns, put it in the mail. So she did. And that is all finished. That's going back to her tomorrow. And that was the first thing I did when I got to his shop was reassemble her 22. So that was kind of cool. And since I've been helping work on a th- pre-64 30 and a 410. There's this one guy who 
is like basically Denis is is uh, on a retainer. I think he just pays Denis a lump sum every month, and Denis is constantly selling him guns and restoring his guns. And the pre sixty four, he wants a mirror finish. So I've been learning a lot about stripping the wood, refinishing the wood, and stripping the metal and refinishing the metal. On Tuesday night, I literally stood over the polishing wheel for three hours, just working on that four ten and that thirty thirty to. Yeah, the both of the firearms were pitted, so it took a lot of aggressive polishing, and then some. We just keep getting uh, finer wheels and finer compounds to bring it to a, a mirror finish. So that's been a lot of a lot of fun. A lot of it's a cool experience. And what else have I been doing um, outside of the gunsmith? I set up a new um, holster for my Ipsic belt for my standard division gun. So this is my Tan Foglio um, Limited Custom Extreme. I set up a blade tech. This is like, I didn't, I didn't plan on going this way, but Lorette gave me a blade tech holster for my 1911 classic gun. And I bought the Sierra speed Seabax hanger. So it's the same kind of hanger as the Sierra speed race holster, but it's meant to hold a blade tech or Kydex holster. So I loved it so much that I bought another Seabax, mailed it to Ryan at Highlander tactical. He makes amazing holsters he made me a Kydex one for my three-gun belt, and so now I've got two, two the same, and one Ghost race holster. And these Ghost race holsters are sketchy. They write on the holster for expert use only, and I know that the guys who run them like that. Oh, I must be an expert. I'm running one of these. Well, they really are not for beginners. They you need to know how to use it and how to keep it locked. And when the holster, when the gun is in the holster and it's not locked, like. You don't move. You just you just stand there and wait for the signal so you can draw your gun. Um, anyway, I did away with that and I set up another blade tech on a CR Speed Seabax. So all my guns, regardless of the gun, sit on my belt the same way, at the same width away from my body, at the same height, uh, just to keep that muscle memory the same across all the platforms. And then um, I, I i don't know if I mentioned this or not. I've been appointed the training coordinator for Ipsic New Brunswick, which means that uh, I'm going to be responsible for um, helping the other black badge uh, instructors, helping certify new black badge instructors and uh, RO classes, teaching RO classes and recruiting new people who are qualified to teach RO classes. So I taught my first RO class uh, in Woodstock, under my uh, new position with Ipswich, New Brunswick, we had 11 people origin- originally registered. Only six showed up. Uh, one was an actual no-show. I thought I was going to start with seven, and I started with six. Um, but it was it was awesome. The material is better than it used to be, but it still needs a little bit of work. Like for example, there's nothing in the material that I could find that says how to use a timer. There's nothing in the uh, material. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's nothing in the classroom portion, but the way the RO program works is you take the seminar and then you're trained. You're only certified after you are mentored out on the range for an X number of matches. And that's when you will get to practice loading and unloading people and learn how to run the timer and stuff like that. But um, it was two full days, eight to four thirty every day. And on Sunday, we actually had a working lunch to make sure we covered everything. Um, 
we did a little bit of extra on the target calling. I actually had one of the guys bring in targets from uh, the range that had been shot. And so we numbered them and I had them do an activity where they went around and called the targets and wrote the scores down on a piece of paper. And then we listened to what everybody said and not everybody always had the same score. So it was pretty awesome. It was a real good hands-on activity where they got to learn how to use overlays and stuff like that. Um, so it was fun. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, my Maple Ridge barrel uh, came in from the CTC supplies, Cowboy Tactical something supplies. What's CTC stand for? Canadian Tactical Cowboy. All right. Canadian Tactical Cowboy supplies. Anyway, they take EMT, which is awesome. So uh, two weeks ago tomorrow, I ordered my barrel. And um, it came in, and they do spiral fluting, which looks really cool, and straight fluting. I went for the more low-profile, not-so-fancy straight fluting, 18.6-inch uh, long, one and eight twist with a 223 wild chamber, um, which is, uh, we could talk about that another time. Um, but the quality of the barrel looks great. I'm actually going to build an AR upper. Um to test it on because uh, I can't wait for my SLR to see how this sucker shoots. So next, I will be adding a Maple Ridge Armory um, gas block and a Maple Ridge Armory handguard. And uh, if anybody out there has an upper for sale, I don't care what make, model, whatever. If you have a stripped upper that's like 50 bucks that you want to sell me, uh, I'd be more than happy to take it completely stripped. doesn't even have to have a forward assist in it or a dust cover. I have all that stuff here. So I'm looking for a cheap upper if anybody has. Um, what else? Oh, we went, uh, Snuffy and I went to Fredericton for our annual Star Wars pilgrimage. You should hear our review on Modern Rifleman Radio any day now, Brian. I think it was released today. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. It is. Um, so, and when we go, we also take the opportunity to go to the range. So, uh, I've rage quit a lot of things in my life, but I've never rage quit a video. This was my opportunity to make a promotional video reviewing the Matador Arms 1022 parts that they sent me. They sent me the Express Ambidextrous Aluminum Magazine release, and they sent me their mag rotor. So, here's my plan. I'm going to go with a bone stock original 1022 and a um, tricked out 1022. So I get there and the plan is to put 30 rounds through the bone stock 1022 on the shot timer and put 30 rounds through, through the tricked out 1022 with the mag rotor. And the whole idea of this is that the X-Press and the mag rotor will facilitate much faster uh, mag changes and we'll, we'll, look at the, we'll look at the numbers. Well, first video. Filthy lets me shoot 30 rounds and doesn't bother to tell me that the timer's not working. A little bit of a meltdown because now i got to load these mags again. And first of all, I don't want to be outside. It's minus 15. My feet are sore. My feet were cold in the car. We didn't even get to the range. My feet were cold. Like <laughs> Anyway, so uh, someone may have threatened to punch someone in the mouth or face. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, We get past that. <laughs> we, we do uh, take two. Malfunction with one of the magazines in the 1022 with the Magpul furniture and stuff. Stop the video. Take three. Well, take three. The gun jams up so bad. The round is sticking up out of the mag, like completely vertical out of the magazine. I've got to rip the mag out of the gun. Drop the mag. Drop the gun. Rage what quit. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but could you 
yeah, there's no other ending for it. We, you have to leave it there, right? Well, well what could I do, Kelly? Nothing. Well, that's, awesome. that's right. That's that was awesome. Trevor. That's <sighs> right. Try again. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If we were all about the trying again spirit, I. No. <laughs> I'll try again when it's warm out. But I don't know why those three mags wouldn't work. No, that's uh, not true. One of the mags on the rotor seemed to. So what I'm going to do, because I believe this was a magazine problem. Clean the rotor I hope or clean the magazines? <laughs> whatever. The three mags that worked in the regular 1022, I'm going to put them on the rotor and go out and try it again. I want to rule out the magazine as the problem. Because somebody's like, oh, is that cheap ammo? The same ammo was used in both guns. What ammo I, were you using? Uh, it was like really old Golden Bullet, I think. I don't know if it's called Golden Bullet. It's just Remington yeah. ammo, but the bullet seems to be copper washed, kind of gold that's, color. That stuff so. sucks. That yeah. that's right, Man at Arms. Trevor Light loves you so much. He'll shoot Golden Bullets for you. Yeah. In I promotional shot, video. I shot what Come was on. given to me. I shot what was given to me. Get better friends. <laughs> Man. Nonsense. No. Although Filthy's a wonderful friend. If Filthy no, didn't well, get to me. Better have you, ammo. Have you not met Filthy? Like really? Come oh, on. Yeah, I've known Filthy for how long? Well, actually. Long enough to know that he didn't yeah. give me the end. This is true. You're right. Yeah, that's not <laughs> something Filthy would do. <laughs> that's totally yeah. something he would do. He's no. got buckets of that stuff. He buys his t- he buys his 22 ammo by the bucket. So, anyway. Um, he uses it to weigh down the back of his car for winter traction is what he does. That's what he does when he's not bathing in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, I also did a little bit of work on my, uh, my 45 1911. Uh, Adriel sent a bunch of parts over and one of them was a bag of five barrel links. Barrel links come in different sizes to increase the fit of the barrel to the slide. And um, so there's one standard one in there that's kind of like the mill spec one for Colt. So I threw that one in the 1911. Uh, made, I think, no difference. But anyway, it's in there. Um, got one fit in Adriel's gun and now I got to find the right one for my gun because my other one was the one that was locking up. So, and then, uh, Kelly, did you see the video I sent you? Yes. Okay. Do you want to cool. talk about it? Yes. So okay. on my Remington 597, uh, Maple Seed Championship winning 22, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how it is in my mind, right? <laughs> Even sure. though you go there and you compete by yourself against yourself, all I know is I got the highest score that weekend. That's yes, you did. So that's all that matters. Um, yeah. So anyway, the uh, I was dragging wood, and um, that's not a perverse term. That means that there was contact between my trigger finger and some part of the firearm around the trigger guard or the f- uh, stock or whatever. Stock usually, yes. Yeah. Um, so I needed to uh, back off that wood and uh, create some relief there. The uh, I thought because the the finish on that Boyd stock is quite nice. I thought when I start, uh, first I'd start chopping at it with the knife, just carving at it with my Benchmade, and then shaping it with the sandpaper. And I was going, you know, two twenty, uh, four hundred, six hundred, eight hundred. Well, by the time I got to like the eight hundred, it polished back up to a mirror finish, just like the rest of the stock. There's so much resin embedded in that laminate stock that it. As you might as, I don't. They don't even think they finish them. I think they just polish them after they glue them together, and the resin might act as some kind of varnish or something because you would never know this stock was touched. I did have a little bit of a question. Instead mm-hmm. of you know dremeling down or filing down the stock, why didn't you just actually adjust your grip? 
Um, the, you mean my hand itself or the grip your on hand, the gun? Your hand itself, because your hand is... I know that it's because it's a uh, thumb hole stock, right? Right. So to, to get my um, finger moved around in such a way as to not drag wood, um, then the rifle is no longer in the... Um, the pocket of my thumb and index finger, it's off on the knuckle of my thumb. It's very uncomfortable and out of alignment. And yeah, I will, I will add uh, some torque into the system. So in order to keep my hand in a more natural position, I, you're supposed to fit the gun or the bow to you, not bastardize your form to fit the gun or the bow. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm actually thinking of doing the same thing with my 1022 because I've got a similar challenge. So there's some quick fixes that we have for people when they're doing the exact same thing. So it's just quick fixes. But if you want to, yeah, you can. Permanent solution. You can do a permanent solution. But yeah. Anyways, I'll send you a really good picture because our friend, the squire, he had some significant. It's a beautiful picture. I'll send it to you. Okay. Of how he holds his rifle. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not built like him. We have to remember that. He's big and lanky and long fingers and stuff. He is. He's a specimen, isn't he? He's something. (laughs) That's awkward. That's awkward, yeah. Kelly's into the moonshine. She's referring to our friends as specimens. Okay. Anyways, just move along. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's what all the drunk girls say. Uh Uh-huh. Um... And then uh, another project I've got on the go right now is my Remington 870 Wingmaster. Thank you, Adriel. So Adriel had a Wingmaster in the safe, and I got all excited about it. Oh, my God, a Wingmaster. I'm going to take this thing home, and I'm going to restore it. I'm going to polish the barrel, and I'm going to... Anyway, I probably will have sunk more money into it than what it would cost me to buy a nice one off CGM by the time this is done. Turns out Wingmasters are readily available. Didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I was like, wow, man. And I think you can actually still buy Wingmasters today, but whatever. Yeah, but they'd be a can, today yeah. Wingmaster. Exactly, Adriel. They would be a today Wingmaster. So what I left with Adriel's house with was a Wingmaster that somebody tried to tacti cool out because the receiver's been drilled and tapped for like a rail and it's got a jumbo safety like a three gun would, uh, three gun shotgun would have. But I have an original size safety for it and we'll uh we'll drop some screws in there and polish them flush with the top of the receiver um got a barrel from adriel not a wingmaster barrel but we're still going to polish the hell out of it and make it like mirror mirror finish um we had some nice laminate wood furniture for it but a friend of the show helped me locate an original set of Wingmaster furniture in excellent condition. Mm. All told, that set of wood furniture is going to cost me like 260 bucks, And I paid Adriel 200 bucks. I think. Was it 200 Adriel, for the receiver in the barrel? Uh, yeah. Yeah, which I think was fair. Um, so I'm at 460 And then the refinishing work and bluing is going to be, I, I can't say, I'm not going to quote those prices because those are between me and Denis and they may not be the same as everybody else pays or they could be more. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, um, anyway, still whatever. It's another fun project. And, uh, at the end I'll have a gun that I can say I built that like, you know what I mean? Or I refinished it. So the only thing I'm not crazy about with, uh, refinishing those guns is depending on the shape of the gun, when you have to do a lot of polishing, you lose the markings. Like I've got my, the Denis just refinished 
the first shotgun I ever fired. I got it back from my dad here. I got it from my father here recently. It's a Bacale made in USSR. It has grouse on one side and squirrels on the other side. And there's a marking on the barrel with a shield and an arrow and the number 20 for the 20 gauge. And the marks took a beating during the polishing process. They're not anywhere near as sharp or as crisp as they used to be. And that's that's a little unfortunate. Um, because, yeah, you don't want to lose that detail. But it's part of, you got to keep that in mind. If you're going to get a firearm refinished, if you're really particular like me and you want all the original markings to stay sharp and crisp, you really got to ask them to avoid over-polishing those areas. Because when you're polishing on the wheel, you're just, just running it. You're just running over everything to get all the finish off and clean it up and stuff. And um, what happens is, when you, st- you start off with an, aggr- an aggressive grit polishing compound that is applied to the wheel, and like it's literally dirt and glue. That's what you're polishing the, the gun with. And when that's done, the bluing is gone, but there's scratches all in the metal. They're fine, but you can see them. And when the gun is blued, you can see them. So to get rid of those scratches, you go to a finer compound and a finer wheel, a little less aggressive, a little aggressive. Area. Right until the time, I think we're, at, we're using like a 540. We start with 140 for some projects, and now we're down to like to get a mirror finish. It's a 540 compound, so the the higher the number, the finer the grit of the polishing compound, and you really you literally get the metal. Like I'm looking at these 3030 parts, and I can literally see my face in them before they're blued. So it's pretty awesome. Now I missed out on the bluing process. He started it before I got there, but your your chemicals don't last forever, and they have to be changed out. And he wasn't sure if this batch had one more if it had any life left in it or not. And unfortunately it didn't, they came out kind of spotty and stuff. They looked like Michael Jackson's hand before he OD'd. And so all that finish had to really Michael Jackson's hand before he OD'd nothing. <laughs> Is this thing on? You guys, you guys totally tuned me out. Okay. Seriously. How do you know? Did you see the hand? Everybody saw the hand. There's pictures of the hand all over the place. Why do you think seriously? he wore the glove? Yeah. Kelly, Kelly don't I, encourage him. I know, right? She's, she's totally went for it, Brian. I'm going to Google this. All right. <laughs> Talk. Stop. Oh, Twice yourself. Dang it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Anyway, that's all I got for now. Thank you for, um, yeah. And most of you have probably already arrived at work and uh, had your first coffee break. <laughs> okay. Can anybody but Trevor talk now? What? Please. Adriel, what? please huh? go ahead. Uh, it's my turn now? Yeah. Oh, I hope I okay. muted myself before I started snoring. <laughs> I ate a whole pizza by the time. <laughs> It's a gun show. <laughs> Am I not supposed to talk about uh, what I did in guns? Uh, what What gets me is you explained why you were doing the lipstick on a pig thing when I clearly said I didn't care. Like, I didn't want to know. About you. Okay, about, his hands oh. are totally fine. <sighs> You're just not looking at the right picture. Keep Googling him. It's hey, Adriel. There's a gun, there's a gun show and we're talking about Michael Jackson's hands. Uh. Yeah, really. Come on, Adriel. All right. this, please. I went to the range. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Come on now, you can do better than that. All right, no I, safe adventure. Yeah, I, I I took a bunch of uh, a bunch of the guns from wholesale sports out to the range, uh, plus my AR and that uh, independence ammo because uh, I wanted to see where the uh, where the impacts were with it. Uh, turns out it was really good. So that federal federal. Oh, okay. Where is it? Independence uh, AR five five six from Israel, fifty five grain. 3165 velocity. Pretty good. Pretty good. 165. 3165. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the stuff that was yeah. on special, right? That we talked about either last week or the week before. Oh, and now there's even more specials out. Now I'm like, man, oh, I should have just waited. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, I got 2,000 of those, and, and they're shooting just fine out of my gun. So that's good. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else did I do with the range? Uh, tested out a new site. And I don't know. I guess that's about it. Then I went to leave, and my car uh, kind of went like HAL 9000, so I used the remote start, and it's like, sure. And then I got in the car, and I moved to the next bay, and, and I went to turn it off, and it's like, nope, I can't let you turn off the car. So uh, really? it just <laughs> HAL 9000. Yeah, it. yeah. So, <laughs> a great movie. so it, could, it just didn't want to shut down, I, so I, I stalled it out, and I tried starting it again, and now it wouldn't recognize that my key wanted to turn on. And it wouldn't recognize the remote start. And I could not fix anything. So, uh, yeah. So then so then I, I, I phoned my wife. I'm like, please bail me out. And break some booster cables and some, you know, and come out here. Uh, so she came out and um, she got stuck. And then oh. <laughs> I couldn't go help not, her. Uh, not but then she day. got out. And then she, <laughs> then she made it finally. And this is like the range is long closed. Uh, my car is an ice block. I'm freezing my butt off, <laughs> waiting yeah. for my wife to show up. She shows up. We do the booster cable thing. Uh, it doesn't work. I had to go home, uh, and then I went and picked it up the next day, and I got it all sorted out. But oh man, <laughs> there's like hacks for when that happened, right? When your computer like locks you, it's like turn the key and hold it down oh, for three yeah. seconds, or turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. Turn it. There's well, there's like it's almost like trying to get thirty free men in Contra and Nintendo. You got to go up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select start. Yeah, yeah. Select like like start. If you're gonna go two player, yeah. Um, right. But uh, okay. yeah. So, anyways, it's a I, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a car right. show or a Contra uh, show. I'm not sure. Uh, um, yeah, and then some old guy like came by and complained about the noise because you know he moved really? in, he moved in next to a gun uh, a shooting range and. I guess he doesn't like the the sound of shooting. Okay, well, uh, let's see. How did uh, did you speak to him? How did that go down? Yeah, he's like it's making a lot of noise. I'm like, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know if you like. I don't. I don't argue with people because I don't give a crap about them. So, um, you know, if he does, if he cares about the noise, I'm, I I don't care to argue because I just don't care about him. So care. Yeah. 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 Uh, tactical imports. Let me know that your attitude's uh, wrong, but I like to call them on their crap. Meh. I don't know. Just it won't impact my life one way or the other. So, see, Adriel doesn't enjoy an argument the way you do, Trevor. Uh, I I enjoy the right kind of argument. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, if it's about something I really care about, maybe I'll argue. But if it's if it's like someone who's like set in their ways and is like a million years old and they're complaining about the noise, it's like don't care. But you don't have to argue with the guy. You just got to very sarcastically and condescendingly point out the fact that, sir, you purchased a home next to a gun range. What were you thinking was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I don't care. Uh, Let's see. I've got a Type 81 on the way. Tactical Imports. uh, Let me know. Hey, they got one. So. Oh, you're going to test one out? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, That'll be neat. I sent in some rebates for some guns, so <laughs> so I, I, I'm getting four hundred and fifty dollars US back uh, for all the guns that uh, that I bought in rebates. I basically like bought a bunch of guns and got one free. <laughs> yep, that's what happened. Yeah, 
And I got a calendar. Someone someone put a, a calendar in the mail for me. It's all like got some signatures on there and stuff. How many signatures? Uh, I don't know, and it's too far away it's, from my computer to look. Does it also include people's birthdays and things like send money or send ammo? There was phone numbers on it. Did yours come with those? <laughs> <laughs> why are you going to be that's a one-upper, why, Adriel? That's why I like you, Adriel. Because everything's a competition. Well done, Adriel. You win. Uh, Bull yeah. crap. I got some numbers I know he doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I got a, a Kelly sent me the uh, CCFR uh, calendar, which was excellent, and I'm gonna put it up in my gun cave slash office. Yeah, cool. Okay. I and I got an envelope from Kelly, but I don't know what's in it. So I'm hoping you guys didn't spoil a Christmas surprise for me by telling me what Kelly sent you. I'm oh, sure I'm... she sent me different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like some. PayPal if you or... ruined Christmas for me, that would be consistent with who you guys are. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay. Kelly, uh, have you got gun stuff to talk about? Because, like, Adriel was talking about his car a lot. Uh, you know what? <laughs> at least he went to the range. I didn't get to the range at all. At all last weekend. We went away, so we didn't get to the range. But, CCFR calendars, if you have not gotten one, go and get one. Go to the website. It's 15% off right now. Use the discount code of new years and you'll get the 15 percent off but don't forget also to register it when you get it those back of the uh, calendars have a number on it and there's instructions on the inside go to the website register it because in january you'll be eligible for the bi-monthly giveaways that we're going to have as well there's lots of cool stuff um what else did i do uh there's the project maple seed directors meeting those are up and running again because we are suckers for punishment and, uh, yeah, so we're going to be going to Michigan next week. There's going to be lots of cool things happening. We are going to be rolling out the instructor onboarding once we're done with that. But we are l- looking for uh, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and BC, any of our listeners who live in those areas that are interested in ho- hosting a Project uh, Maple Seed event, we would like to hear from you. So just to send your uh, info to info at... Um, com, because we would like to see if we can have a couple more events in those areas. We are planning the 2018 calendar. So, um, yeah, so just send us an email if your range it would be interested in hosting. I'm sure Bill will get after that. Yeah, uh, we were talking to Bill a little bit when he, we were down in New Brunswick, and he said that uh, he's interested in hosting one in PEI. So, we are looking at that, but we had two Islanders, didn't we? At least two? Yeah, you did. Uh, Bill and... Mark Minnis. Yeah, Mark Minnis. So yeah. Mark was also saying that he was interested as well, but I haven't really heard from him since we were down there in October. So, Anyways, send us an email at info at com if you are interested. The other thing that I was doing over the past week, besides sending out calendars to all my co-hosts, uh, is I have been helping with uh, doing the onboarding process for field officers for the CCFR as well. So we have a few new ones coming on board. So I didn't get to the range, but I did a few things, kind of, with guns. Didn't buy any, though. That's kind of depressing. But anyways, Brian, what did you do? Okay, let's see. Um, I was working on my 1022, and I got my cheek rest and put that on the other week. And, of course... 
Blackhawk makes a specific cheek rest for the Axiom stock, but not the Axiom stock for the 1022. So there was some Gorilla Glue involved in attaching oh, cheek rest to the stock. That's okay though. It's it's fine. It works. It's it's there. I'm gonna actually get to the range tomorrow. I hope to um, to get some shooting in, and I'm just gonna focus on the 1022 because if I take too many guns, I get all squirrely. Yep. You're, um, yep. <clears throat> it's not not good. Now, um, I uh, am I am really my own worst enemy. Oh, uh, no. My uh, my uh, trigger reset wasn't working. Pro- my trigger was not properly resetting on my 1022. It was really sluggish. So yeah. okay, well I needed to take this apart. And I had uh, this morning before I went to the gym. I've got like 15 minutes. I'll mm. tear this apart and fix it. This is the first time I've ever taken a 1022 trigger apart. And once I, I just like kept pushing pins out and pulling parts out and I looked on the bench, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of parts here. (laughs) I don't know how this goes back together. Okay, quick, get out the YouTube university and put this all together. And I I got it all together and I only made myself 15 minutes late, but I didn't really need to be doing that at that time. Um, So anyway, what, what really, what, what all happened is there's a plunger in behind the trigger that actually pushes it back after you pull it. And I think what's happened is that over time the spring has gotten compressed. So yes. I just grabbed the spring and pulled on it, made it longer. And Ooh. then it's, yeah, it yes. seems to work much better now. And I got everything all back together. So I'm going to go to the range tomorrow and see how that works. Um, hopefully it's awesome. If not, yeah, back to the drawing board. I'll have to do something else. I, I don't know. Now, I do realize I have a couple parts left over after oh. I put everything together. <laughs> There's some some flat washer spacers that came uh, out. I don't oh, know they're, they, go. they go on either side of the hammer. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that parts. before I go to the range. Don't know. Probably right. should. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to what? let you know that I was having the exact same problem. And if you did a little research, it is an issue with N22 sometimes. So I went and got a new spring, and it worked perfectly. So. Well, I figured I'd try this because it cost me nothing to to pull on the spring and make it longer. Okay. So that's that's what happens if you pull on something; it gets longer. So just move on. It also reduces its lifespan. Uh, okay. So I better I better replace the spring because I've I've shortened the lifespan of the spring that I already have. Eh, yep. Either way, whatever. We'll we'll see. I'm gonna try it, and if it doesn't work, I will have learned something. So it's all good. Learning. That's learning, it. learning is good. Um, I did some not last weekend, the weekend before. Um, I took my fourteen and a half inch pencil barrel to the range just to kind of see how much that thin barrel deflected when it gets hot. So, put the gun on the bench, shot ten rounds of of good ammo at a hundred yards. Okay, that's where the group is. Fine. Then I took it over to the to the other side of the range and dumped sixty rounds through it relatively quickly. So, two standard mags full or you know, a whole bunch of Canadian mags, um, and then went back to the bench again. And yeah, it shifted about three minutes um, with that much heat in it. So I was not all that thrilled with that result. I was hoping for less, but it is what it is. When it when it cooled off again, it went right back to the same point of zero. So um, I, how how often am I going to dump? That would be a total of let me do the math. Here is zero. Uh, 80 rounds in five minutes. I don't do that much with uh, the type of shooting I do. So it's probably not that big a deal, but 
anyway, it, it's it's something. Um, I also did a little bit of uh, pistol testing after we had Earl on and uh, talking about uh, things to try. I uh, took the pistol, the, the, the SIG P320, and took it to uh, on the bench. And I found even benching it, I was way to the strong side, way to my left, um, mm. when I was using my hand loads. Now, when I switched to factory ammo, dead down, the, yeah, pretty much dead down the cent, the center. Now, mm. so I'm confused Question. by that. Yes, go ahead. Were both the factory ammo and the hand loads the same weight projectile? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, but I mean, the the factory ammo is certainly a little bit hotter, so the recoil cycle will be a little different. Um, now, as as what the other thing that was funny is I also took my P250 and mm-hmm. did kind of the same test and it seemed to be down the middle either way. So I I don't know if that it's a function of how the trigger works and how I have to grip the gun differently with the P250. Um, obviously, the double action trigger is harder to use. You're definitely Overall, grabbing the 250 tighter. Yeah, and maybe You're that's supporting it more. Yeah, um, Earl had a theory about your support hand. Uh, I think so. Hey, he did. And you have to increase the pressure with your support hand to stop from manipulating the gun when you're using that long double action trigger pull. Yes. So I bet you you're working harder with your support hand on your 250 than you are in your 320. You might just be getting a little lazy on 320 yes. with the yeah. support hand. However, yeah. the bench took that out of the equation. So in, in theory, let's go back to um, the hotter ammo being more accurate than the um, factory ammo or than the homemade or hand loads. Yeah, hand loads. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, twist rates, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a thing in a barrel, in a, in a gun. Like, I've got a, a slow twist rate in my 223 bolt action rifle. It's a 1 in 12, and it likes a 40 and 45 grain bullet. If I'm going to stabilize a 55 grain bullet, I got to drive it as fast as possible. Otherwise, I lose accuracy, right? Right. Yep. So your barrel twist rate is probably optimized for a 127 or a 147 grain bullet. If you'll get other bullets to fly straighter out of that rifling or that twist rate, depending on how hard you drive them or how not hard you drive. Mm-hmm. So were you shooting 124 or 147? I'm going to say you were shooting 124. All 124s. All 124s. And the faster you drove the 124, the better. Seemed to be, and until the end of the day, when I, I seem to almost just say, heck with this, and like my last groups with the hand loads in my 320 were right down the pipe. So I think it's more of a grip thing. Yeah. I think it's it's more, I'm, I'm not gripping the gr- gun properly. Um, maybe I'm overthinking it. That's it could be, I, I don't know. I've got to get back to, to play with it some more. I think you're um, past overthinking, but... It doesn't take much for me to overthink because mm-hmm. I don't think much. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, we'll see. We'll see. I've, I was tempted to take the gun out tomorrow again, but I think, again, I'm going to focus on the 1022 and not try and do too much because I so, use easily. Can you do something else too? Take, sure. out, take, out, take out the para, the 250, and the 320. It's the para's down the pipe, and I know you can shoot the pants off that yeah, 1911. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's a 320 thing. Uh, yeah, again, though, well, like at the end of the day, that last group, right down the pipe, right center. So, Maybe yeah. you just needed to warm up. And you yeah. played with different grip frames. You've got both the medium and the large gone through yeah. your hands. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. I don't know. I think it's more in my head than anything else right now. Mm. It's possible. It's got to be something in there. It doesn't have to be good. 
Earl asked anyway, you uh, to videotape it. Did you have a chance to video? No, I, I did not because um, I couldn't remember that um, I had a camera somewhere that I I, I wouldn't in your even. Pocket. I was uh, going to no, say you could use your phone. Well, I don't have a stand to put my camera up to on a anyway. No, that wouldn't have worked. I would have actually had to use a camera camera because my tripod's not set up to hold my phone. So couldn't you anyway. like, ask a friend? Or, well, remember okay, how he said he hates okay, people? Well, stop, stop, yeah, right. <laughs> and okay, I there was I had the range to myself for a while. It was great. And then dude shows up with a muzzle loader. He wants to sight it in for a hunt. Okay, giddy up. Go put your target up. Did he bring a spotting scope? No. So he You're not his spotting shot. scope. And then he had to go down range and see where the bullet hit. And then he had to come back and spend ten minutes loading the thing because it's a muzzle loader and shoot again. And it's like no, that's no. I wasn't gonna do that. Cuck yeah. range. Should have a pistol bay. Uh, anyway, whatever it is, what it is, I'm not going to go there. All right. Now, well, speaking of handgun hunt, handgun shooting, though, how yeah. many of you guys have been handgun hunting in Canada? I have not. You have not, mm-hmm. right? Well, I went handgun hunting this week, and I got a kill. Really? Yes. Well, okay, it's not really a handgun; it's an airsoft gun, mm-hmm. but it's handgun shaped, and it was a mouse that was. In my very dangerous. Spirit. It was coming right at me. As soon as if it would have woken up, the little okay. So <laughs> I, you shot a mouse in its sleep. <laughs> yes. Good job. Okay. So That's here's how you here's, ensure a clean kill. Here's here's the story. I I get up on the weekend. I'm like, hey, why is there a half eaten grape behind the coffee maker? I'm pretty sure my kids didn't half eat a grape and throw it behind the coffee maker. Ah, ah we got a mouse. Damn. Okay, fine. I'm gonna set the mouse trap. And I set the mouse trap, and I went to see Star Wars. And I came back, and there's the mouse trap with no cheese in it. Cheese is laying there, and no mouse. I'm like, hmm. Smart mouse. Okay, smart mouse. This didn't work. Okay, well, I'm going to set the trap again. Fine. So then I went to bed and got up in the morning, and I turned the lights on in the kitchen, and I looked down under the stove where the mouse trap was, and there's the mouse, asleep, like a foot away from the mouse trap. Just, just asleep. And I'm like, ah, oh, what am I going to do with this? I don't really want to pick the mouse up, because it might bite me and give on. me some good Oh, come on. on. Yeah, well, I was afraid I'd, it would wake up and run off again. I wouldn't get another chance. I'm like, well, what can I do with it? I can't shoot it with a pellet gun because I might damage the stove. Oh, the airsoft gun. Giddy up. So I <laughs> load up the magazine and I go upstairs and I turn the light back on and I click. Oh, yeah, I got to put gas in the magazine. Damn. Okay. So I turn the light back off and go back downstairs and actually charge. This is a, charge, pati- this is a patient mouse. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally, it was asleep. Sounds like I, tr- I turn. Yeah, it didn't. I don't know. Anyway, I figure it deserved to die. So, yeah, I shot it a couple times, and then I threw it in the snowbank. So, it's all good. <laughs> what kind of penetration did you get? Oh, none. There was hmm. there was some um, there was some mouse left on the stove when I was done. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, the mouse wasn't happy, I but I didn't care, because I don't want a mouse getting my house sick. So, hmm. that's... You don't want a yeah. mouse in the house? I do not want. What about a, a cat on the mat? <laughs> I do not want a cat either. I'm not a cat guy. I'm just not. Fox in a box. <laughs> I think that would be worse than the mouse. However, if I had a fox, it might chase the mouse. So re- really, you didn't go hunting with a handgun. You played airsoft with a mouse. Yeah. I like my. <laughs> I like my version better. I'm, I'm sticking with my story. It's my story. I get to tell it the way I want. You can. You can twist airsoft, it. Airsoft house clearing. <laughs> I, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, with a sleeping I, mouse. 
I solved the problem. Well, it, so can you, know, you start it, a thread on CGN about airsoft home defense now? <laughs> Good. The best airsoft around for mouse defense. There you go. Perfect. Seven. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if that mouse would have woken up, it would have come right at me. Oh, absolutely. What, yeah. No. So was it like uh, half dead or something like this? Like I don't know mice to just sit around waiting for you to just pop them with a pistol. I it was places for him to sleep out in the open. I'm thinking it's a teenage mouse, like just really into sleeping. Like, dude, <laughs> ate know. all this grape. It was half rotten. All it, high. it was probably yeah. He was probably full and you know digesting. Possibly. Don't know. I didn't check. I didn't do an autopsy to see if it was well fed after it was well, our, done. Our listeners probably want to know. Well, it likes grapes. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, Get out there in that snowbank and. <laughs> okay, you you guys are now making this silly. Oh yeah, we're making it silly. (laughs) You didn't even use a nine millimeter, and we're making it silly. Oh yeah, because I'm gonna light off a nine mil in my kitchen. That makes a lot of sense. Steve rat rat shot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I have some of those in nine mil and twenty two and thirty eight. Well, this worked, and there's no damage to my stove, so I think that's important. Ah, that rat shit, rat shot wouldn't have damaged anything. Well, anyway, whatever it is, it worked for me, um, you know, and I tried it in my own home. Too much attention. We we have. I agree. All right. So next we have upcoming events, and I don't see anything listed here for upcoming events. So I guess there's nothing upcoming. We're done. Oh well, uh, Adriel, do we have an update on the Frilacci class? We'll do two days. It is two days. Yeah. Um, The three 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 of us on day one, which will be July fourteenth. Just the two of you on day two, so it'll be Handgun Fundamentals 1 on Saturday, July 14th. Handgun Fundamentals, Beyond Fundamentals 2, Beyond Fundamentals on Sunday, July 15th with you and McClatchy. Mm-hmm. Um, in, we're doing Edmonton. Somewhere around there, yeah. We don't, we don't have a range yet. No. You will. We will. That's and a detail. Yeah, that's figure that out after details. you get to the airport. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Well, the details will be wrapped up hopefully because we normally start collecting money in January so we can book our flights to get a good price. So we will get on this in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, Adriel, thank you for uh, getting a little push on here. Uh, and, to do the push on. <laughs> well, you did by, you know, asking us the dates and looking for ranges. So you're, uh, uh, you're playing a, a part in making this happen. So appreciate that. Uh, listeners trying to get us to BC. Yes, yes, can't, he is. Can't see us getting to BC this year. And um, there may be a guy uh, from the Rescue Gun Club who has reached out to Ben Stagger to have a Ben Stagger fundamentals class that Alex talked about on our show a couple of weeks ago. So stay tuned for details on that. Hmm. Interesting. Very. You have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Off we go. All right. I guess next is news. Who would like to take the first news item? Uh, I guess that'll be me. uh, Fair enough. uh, BC is ending their grizzly bear hunt uh, for everyone except for um, uh, First Nations. First Nations. Yeah. If they've got their, I don't know. Status. Status. Yeah. They can they can eat them, uh, but for everyone else, uh, no can do so. Uh, Numbers? What's the rationale? 
Uh, I believe it was, uh, it says social values, so people don't like social values? hunt grizzly bears. Yeah. Uh, the, the quote here from Forest Minister Doug Donaldston said, The decision came about during the ministry's consultation process on implementing the end of the trophy hunt first announced in August. It's mostly a social values issue, Donaldson said. When it comes down to it, the species is seen as an iconic species for BC, and people just weren't willing to accept the hunting of grizzly bears anymore in this province. Uh, so, it so says can here, I stop you there? Yeah. What does that say about natives? It's not socially acceptable for the white man to shoot them, but the natives, given their cultural heritage, they're still allowed. So, so, like, it's it's. Ugh. Man, the implications here for subtle racism is awful. Like, it's you know, the white men are too. It's not socially acceptable for white men to hunt them. But you natives, you go ahead. You could still do it. You're allowed to look bad. What are they saying there? That's well, a, it's not bad. It's part of the culture, though, right? It's right. Part of, it's but, part of our so, culture too, though. We've been hunting them for however right. many hundred years. Right. But let's. <laughs> We've been hunting them here since we've been hunting them since we got here. It's implying, Kelly. I that, know what it's implying. I'm yeah, <laughs> awful. So it's okay for the natives to hunt them and look bad because it's part of their culture, but well, they're uh, not looking bad. What they're doing. Well, yes, if a white man does it, looks bad. So yeah. well, if a yeah. native does it, it still looks bad. But it's okay for them to look bad. We don't care about them. Of course, we care about them. Oh well, then why are we letting them look bad? <laughs> I'm just saying that. What are you just saying? I'm not sure you know what you're saying. Look, it's pretty clear that this is not in any way about saving grizzlies. It's about stopping people from hunting them. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And and they don't want to take on First Nations uh, heritage rights. That's a no touch. We're not going to go there. You can't take it on. It's a treaty right. It is a treaty right. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Culture, or what, what was the quote again, Adriel? Social values. Social values. And the, the problem is, is that, like, where's what where's all the all the population thing. in BC? It's all it's, it's all in Vancouver. It's on the lower main, mainland, right? Yeah, exactly. But you've got, the, like, the the whole rest of the province. Yeah, city and, slickers and the, making decisions for other people. Yeah, and it's uh, tyranny by the means, by the uh, uh, majority. It's going to happen. It's going to happen more often. I mean, if you look at the population uh, set up in Canada here, it's it's highly urbanized, and uh, uh, you know, it's just not it, like as hunting is is a is a pretty strong value in rural areas, and it's really not in urban areas. So you're going to see, you know, more attacks on uh, on on hunting and on firearms just because we're like city city slickers just don't do it as much. And I and I am a city slicker. <laughs> yeah. So. If you don't want to hunt, don't hunt, but don't mess with my ability to hunt because you don't think it's valuable. Oh, but that's Trevor, what's exactly the point what, in that? the, what it is. That's exactly what they're saying. If I can't stop you from doing something you enjoy, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Good point. I mean, yeah, look, let's, point. Let's, let's the, talk about the fun? cougar for a second. Let's talk about the cougar. Okay. Everybody, okay. A lot of social justice warriors are pissed off about this guy that shot a cougar. Now, I'm a hunter, and I hunt bear over a bait. And a lot of people think there's no sport in that, and they wouldn't do that. But I'm comfortable doing it. Now, this guy who shot the cougar, I I personally... Let's define cougar. It wasn't, you know, like... Kelly, stop. Well, no. yeah, yeah. stop. So it was Steve, okay. Steve Eklund. He's a host of a, of a hunting show. 
um, on on Wild TV, and uh, okay. yeah. So he 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 hunted a cougar and he did it. Uh, I guess some people would refer to it as the traditional way of hunting cougars. They run them down with dogs. They either tree the cougar or the cougar gets um, exhausted, and then they shoot the cougar. Now, myself personally. I would not hunt a cougar that way. I'm not comfortable doing it that way. I don't think it's sporting enough. That being said, if it's legal and that's how you want to do it, have at her, my son. I don't care. But I I won't do it. But I'm certainly not going to get in the way of you doing it because it's legal. And if you want to do it, have at it. So my choice is I'm just not going to do it that way. But I'm not going to get try and get in your way. Same as these. The, the, if you don't want to hunt grizzly, don't hunt grizzly. But don't try and interfere with other people's ability to hunt grizzly. Yeah. If it's legal and the numbers can sustain it. Well, it's it's have not only it. it's it's legal. It's uh, a way of getting uh, tourists to come in. So it's it's good for the economy. Um, <laughs> and they use it as control, right? It's not like okay, just yeah, just go shoot some grizzly bears. They set out licenses in areas where they have too many of them and they need the population controlled. Right. And They're at or exceeding the carrying capacity of the land. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. One of the quotes in here that gets me is a really good outcome of this decision is that we will have more resources to monitor grizzly bear populations as well as habitat conservation. Okay, where are you going to get the resources if you don't have people buying the tags? Is it magically? Well, it's going to come from, I guess, all the city suckers are going to pony up the extra tax money so that the the Department of Lands and Forests or Natural Resources or, or whatever it's called in B.C., has the funding to do this. Oh, wait, no, that's not how that's going to work. Yeah, serious blow to the economy. The amount of tax or the amount of revenue generated by out-of-province hunters coming in, buying out-of-province tags, um, paying uh, outfitters and guides, uh, the fees that they have to pay to, to go hunting, I mean, you're, it's going to have a huge impact on the economy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, because again, the guides who who are doing these these hunts, it's not like they they are taking time away from their six figure executive jobs in Vancouver. This is they need this money in order to live. This is yeah. this is making ends meet for them, mm-hmm. and these people in the city have just kind of said, "Heck with you, we don't care about your livelihood." Off you go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Should we go on to Gross. the next one with the stolen guns in Ottawa, or the Increasing gun crimes in Ottawa. Sure. That's yeah, that's one. Okay, so um, for a second year in a row, Ottawa has broken the previous year's record and set a new one. Okay, newsflash: if you break a record, you automatically set a new record. That's what. That's how that works. <laughs> uh, for the number of shootings. All right. So they had sixty nine, sh- sixty nine shootings in twenty seventeen, surpassing the previous high of sixty eight in twenty sixteen. Okay. It's it's not a huge increase, but it's an increase. Fine. And the, the police are saying that they're seeing a change in how criminals act. They're being more violent. Okay, I support. Yes, I agree. Criminals are being more violent. Thank you for blaming the criminal on this one. But then they're, they have to spin it around and it's, well, criminals are getting more guns because they're stealing them from apparently law-abiding citizens. Again, I, I don't know where they're getting these stats from unless they're stealing registered restricted firearms. I, but they don't seem to say that. They just say that the guns are coming from domestic sources. Well, they, guess, not, they guess that they're coming they, from domestic store sources. Well, that's a, convenient, that's a convenient guess. 
Well, they said that 60% were uh, coming across the border. That's the way it used to be. That's what they said. But they said that two of the dozen that they just recently seized in uh, something called Project Sabotage Sweep uh, were ones that were stolen. And we do know that there's more and more break-ins and people or and criminals are doing more break-ins and getting their guns that way. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like, this just says shootings. Is this, like, does this include suicides? Does this include uh, police shootings? It, it, like, it's, <laughs> it's gang, mostly, in Ottawa. Yeah, I think this... I, I, but, like, I'm the number, the number of 68, use. like, unless it says, like, criminal use in shootings, um, does it include other stuff? I'm, I'm sure it's all shootings, actually. Hmm. Oh. Okay, just, just to do the math, uh, 2 out of 12 is 16%, it's not... 16. Not not fifty percent. It's 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 much less than six out of twelve, which would be the majority or seven out of twelve. I don't know. Math. Engineer here doing math. Crazy. Um, it yeah. it seems to be a lot of stretching of uh, logic and truth in this um, article. Again, okay. however, they are stating that criminals are basically being more violent. They're, which hey. yes, we all. We all have to agree, and really, the criminals are the ones who are the ones who are being more violent. It's not because they're suddenly having more guns; they're the ones who want to have the guns and are using them. Well, we all have lots of guns. We don't do violent things with them, except to mice. But you know. <laughs> no. poor innocent sleeping mice, you monster! But it impacts non-gun owners' opinions on guns, right? Well, they spin it that way, right? They yeah. totally spin it that way. Um, this this is actually one of the few articles where they put any kind of emphasis on the fact that it's criminals doing criminal things that is the problem. Well, the reality well, is that there are more guns, or sorry, there are more gangs, more gang violence, and Ottawa is one city that's seeing significant increases. So yeah, they have cr- criminals at both ends of the spectrum in Ottawa. What Thank is it you. with nations' capitals being like so infested with crime and criminals, like Washington D.C.? Not a safe place. Ottawa, the capital of Canada, which is a relatively safe country globally, uh, Ottawa is turning out to be one of the most dangerous cities in Canada. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's liberal policies? It's, there is an, as I said, there's an increase in gang violence. Hmm. We need an increase in jobs and less gang. I would, I'm a bit surprised because Ottawa is not a very nice place this time of year. Like, climatically speaking, why are hmm. there criminals hanging out there? I don't because you and I are paying to house them. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. Anyway, there's that's that's some some stuff that I can't talk um, educatedly on, so I'm just gonna not. Okay. okay. All right, this- and. So the next article, well, we kind of already covered it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to say one thing though about it. Right. When you when you when you click on the link and you go to the article in the Epoch Times, um, the title says TV presenter sparks outrage after hunting a mountain lion and taking trophy kill photos. And there's a photo of a African lion. Who edits this stuff? That is not a mountain lion, a puma or a cougar. That is a female African lion. Lion. Basically yeah, the same thing. Put one of those in the mountains. That's the same <laughs> thing, right? Uh, I don't look know. The same to me. I don't know how you even get that wrong, or if it was done on purpose to try and oh, bring it up. Was, oh, yeah, it was done it, on purpose. It, Guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's uh, Cecil all over again. Everybody well, knows I, it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's right. It's media manipulation. Yep. We see it all over the place. 
Okay, cool. Do we have any other comments on the news articles? We good? Be good. I'd hunt them online right. with uh, with dogs. I'd do that. I, I, I know wouldn't. you would. I wouldn't because I think it's probably too expensive to do. Those dogs are very, like super expensive to train, but uh, I'd do that. So if it was comped, you'd do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. I don't know. So, listeners, yeah. if you would like to take Adriel cougar hunting, yeah. he's willing to go. <laughs> I just want to shoot a pig from a helicopter. That's, that yeah, will make I'll, me happy. I'd do that, too. Yeah. And I want to bow yeah. hunt. I want to bow Same. hunt alligators in the Everglades. You don't want to like eh. spear hunt them or like use a knife or. No, I'm happy with my bow from a boat. boat. Mm-hmm. See, there's a good example. I have no interest in doing that, Trevor. Fill your boots. I will not stop you. Mm. Would you eat the meat? Oh, Alligator. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You probably already had it, Adriel. You title. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah, go for that. All right, let's get into new gun stuff. Um, Adriel, do you want to take this first one? Because I'm assuming you threw it in here. So the, the, we're getting the KSGs in country now that take 25 rounds. So a, a full box of shot shells in a full shotgun. <laughs> that's that's nine more opportunities for stoppages. Uh, you know what would be really fun? To go shoot a round of trap without reloading. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, where's your shotgun shot in the gun? Yeah, they're all in there. <laughs> It's it's highly impractical. Mm-hmm. However, I like it because it's a whole box. Oh, That's, I mean, if if you're shooting yeah. three gun and your your um, club allows you to run full all the time, super gamer gun, never reload, just <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> yep. Now I find it curious because the the KSG has two magazine tubes, correct? Mm-hmm. So how are they fitting twenty five shells? One in, in the chamber. One in the pipe. Oh, okay. I can't believe the engineer didn't get that. <laughs> I'm not. A sh- I don't do shotgun stuff much. So yeah, okay, that makes you sense. do math good. Mm, sometimes <laughs> depends. I'm not currently being paid to do math, so I don't Fair. have to do math. Fair, yep. yep. You know, uh, um, I am a professional. You know, come on. So I've been checking out the DP12, mm-hmm. and one thing I like about the DP12 over the KSG is one pump, two rounds, because mm. it's double. It's double barrel and double mag tube. Oh, can you select the trigger and can you put different chokes in the different barrels? I don't know about the different chokes, but Larry Vickers has a good review of it out there. And it's only one trigger. So you pull and he tells you which barrel shoots first. So you got to kind of be aware of that. Ah. So you just learn that the left barrel shoots first or the right barrel, whichever the case may be. And uh, and you go from there. Oh, yeah, he runs and guns with it. Stuff. I can't believe I didn't put that in there. Vickers also had a picture of a Glock made in China with a Norinco stamp on it. Are you kidding me Did right you now? Guys see that? Yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's true. Like it, it looks real crappy, <laughs> and it looks too close, like a Glock frame. But uh, maybe it's a true thing. Maybe not. Yeah, it's a it's an it's a Norinco Glock lower. I can't believe I wonder see that. what the parts compatibility would be like. Well, you you could get a sketchy. A, I'm sure it would be yeah. sketchy. But I mean, if it's like two hundred bucks, giddy up, go with exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking if you bought one of those Glock eighty percent lowers, it'd be a great way to get an upper and a parts kit. Um, uh, can you get eighty percent lowers now? You can still get the pistol lowers, but they have to be registered because the RCMP rationale is 
its intended purpose is to be a gun, so it is a gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It uh, makes it makes sense, but it kind of makes for some fun abuses that. <laughs> well, it's not, it's okay, not like but, the AR lowers where they said you can turn this into an M4. Well, by that logic, every AR in the country can be turned into an M4. Then genius. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, that oh, one what's What's stopping? Uh, anyway, I'm going to shut up now before I say something that. You could just yeah, register like a people. box of plastic chips as like, yeah, I'm going to turn this into a Glock. I'm going to yep. 3D print this. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, okay. Do you have to uh, lock it up? <laughs> How do you lock up your, your wheel of plastic that you're, you're going to use in your 3D printer? Exactly. Mm. No, where do you draw the line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the RCMP doesn't care about that. They just go. Yep. They're all about drawing lines. Wherever it's least convenient, that's where they mostly like on the net to sketch. <laughs> it's possible, and then they turn it upside down and change it. It's all good. <clears throat> all right, uh, last one, Adriel, you threw this in, right? Well, the, yeah, the second last ones here. The uh, Camillas right. had the SKSs on for one ninety nine. I think Tenda had those as well. So if you're in the market for an SKS, they're two hundred bucks again. And yeah, Cabela's has some cheap ammo. <laughs> They've got American Eagle hundred packs uh, in two two three. For $34, that's with a rebate. Uh, no, wait, is it before the rebate? I'm not sure. I'm I'm looking at it. Oh, it's, it's 34 rebate is... and there's a, a rebate. No, oh. no, I think it was, I think it's 54. No, it says was 54, now 34, and rebate. Rebate available, oh, see below. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, that's the rebate that... Uh, that federal's been running that, that I'm going to cash in on in this. So this is 35 cents <clears throat> around plus tax. And I think the rebate knocks off five cents around. So it's 30 cents around. <laughs> oh, no. It says save up to $400. So if I buy one box, can I send in for a $400 rebate? No, no, it doesn't want to no. buy a minimum of a hundred rounds, get five cents off per round. It says, yeah. Huh? You know, that's, that is really huh. good. Hmm. Huh. It's probably not even 223. It's probably XM193, right? Because it's 55 grain. Is it 55? Yeah, it's a 55. It F&J. says 223 Remington, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, so there's that stuff. That's cheap. That's so cheap. <laughs> I know. Like, it's finally at the point where I can't justify spending the time to even go buy the components, let no. alone put them together. No. Oh, man. That's I'm still I'm still impressed with this 199 SKS cuz I mean people are still selling SKSs on uh I know CGM prices are usually exaggerated a little bit but I thought the days of $200 SKSs were behind us. Guess not. Um <sighs> however, I'm sure they're going to be at some point, so if you don't have yeah. one well, uh, we're we're supposed to be sanctioned against Russia, so I think these ones were coming in from the Ukraine because they're refinishing them there, or something like that. Um, okay, but I, I heard this a, is, I heard this a, is like hearsay, total hearsay. I got some more hearsay for you, but it's yeah. fairly good. The whole remember when the internet lost its mind a couple of months back because Canadian Tire decided to stop selling SKSs. Yeah. Yes. Well, so Denis was at the North Silva show. And he heard from someone there who was representing Canadian Tire that, in fact, they are getting out of uh, all semi-automatic firearms. And it's a uh, an image thing. They're going fuddy on us. Uh, well. I also heard a rumor 
and this is complete hearsay that in January, the Liberal government is going to take steps to make all semi-automatics in Canada, regardless of the platform, restricted. Yeah, we talked about that last show with Tracy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully it's just a rumor. But, you know, then the conspiracy theorists start going, Canadian Tire knows. Yeah. And that's why they're getting out of them now, so no, they don't get stuck all, with them. It's all conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Cabela's also has 6.5 Creedmoor, American Eagle, which blows my mind that they make that stuff, for $35, also with a rebate. So, again, that's pretty decent for uh, for 6.5. But, okay, honestly, 6.5 Creedmoor is an accuracy round. Right. Are you buying bulk ammo for it? No. Yeah, that's, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, Grendel would make more sense. Yes. Because you're going to feed it out of semi-auto. I can't see a bolt some bolt gun well no you know what there are guys that that's that's true i shouldn't say guys there are shooters who like to spend lots of money on guns and nothing on optics and even less than nothing on ammo mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of how they roll so yeah i can see there being being a market for that so hmm. hey look when you can get a savage axis in 6.5 creedmoor you might as well feed it american eagle 6.5 creedmoor there's some logic to that yeah Dang Yay, it. I'm in the 6.5 club. Dang it. Oh, I'm really tempted to go buy some couple thousand rounds of 223. It's not even worth reloading at that price. No. Nope. I, I, I understand. However, I st- still have to have the money to actually pay for it. Well, there's that, and it's Christmas. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Wait till Boxing It's not day. like... It's not like last paycheck when I was supposed to buy everybody's Christmas presents. I bought a four hundred sixty dollar barrel and put it off to this year, this week's paycheck, and we'll do my Christmas shopping on the twenty third. It's not like you did that, <laughs> which You're I right. totally did. Uh, yeah, no, Trevor, I like to use you as a bad example of how to live. That's right. And, yeah, yep. if you so. can't, if you can't be a good example, at least be a horrible warning. That's my role as a parent. I, I I don't feel that I have to be a good example. It's best for me to be the bad example. Don't right. be like me. Yeah. Don't. Yep. Yeah. It's time to roll. Okay. On to the main topic. Sure. Listeners, Christmas wishes. Yay. You all get coal. Just because, yeah, because that makes um, certain people's heads explode. The idea of coal. Period. Uh, yeah. I want you to burn it. Burn it all. Yes. Excellent. If you yeah. don't have a fireplace, put one in. Just so you can burn coal. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So, uh, Kelly, do you want to read the first one? Sure. It's from Doug R. It says, hey, gang, love your show. The only thing on my list is to be able to get to Calgary to spend time with my boys, one of whom was born on Christmas Day and the grandkids. Aside from that, I'd love to hear all your favorite reindeer stew recipes. And go. And it says, season greetings to all you and yours, Doug R. Aw, that's actually yeah. really nice and not selfish. Nothing gun related in there at all. How did that? No, make he wants show? he wants to spend time with his his kids and his grandkids. That while shooting. If I had if I had that's a heart, well. it would be warm now. It really would. He's a nice guy. All right. So does anybody have a, you know, a reindeer stew recipe? No. no. I don't know. I just use one of them like slow cooker packs and uh, you know carrots, potatoes, make yeah. it gravy like. Yeah. Yeah, chop it up in cubes, put it in the slow cooker yep. overnight, and wake up, and it smells delicious in the house. The Disney? boys used to come back from Christmas break to university, the boys from Newfoundland. 
they come back um, in January and they'd be cooking stew on hot plates and caribou sausage in toaster rooms and they would have to lock themselves in because everybody would be <laughs> pounding on the door for a taste. Hmm. Yeah. Caribou reindeer is basically the same animal. Uh, yeah. I reckon it just depends on which side of the Atlantic you're on, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I am going to take the next one. Archie Perry. I think that what I want most is perhaps one of those full auto glocks that I see on YouTube. Failing that, a 12-gauge side-by-side coach gun or a 4570 lever. What's this or? What? What? No. Or it should be and. <laughs> also, would you not mind a Gatling gun made out of AK-47s? I saw that on YouTube, too. Archie Perry. Nice. A Gatling gun made of AK-47s. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'm in. All right. Cool. Adriel, do you want to take filthies? Hi, Gun Santa. I know from a certain point of view, I should be on the naughty list because I'm an evil henchman <laughs> of an oppressive galactic empire, but I'm really good at my job. <laughs> I hope you take that into consideration as you look over my modest wish list. As you know, I finally pulled the trigger on a non-restricted black rifle and bought a Tavor. It's already set up to shoot left-handed, so I don't need a left-handed bolt, but the stock trigger on this rifle is terrible like being trapped reading one of James Bork's emails. Terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got to his mute. <laughs> uh, Santa, if you could give me a Geisley Super Sabra trigger. Sabra or Sabra? I don't know. I think it's Sabra. Sabra? All right. Uh, uh, Super somewhere Sabra right trigger. now there's a ginger snapping. <laughs> I promise I won't buy that high point and sneak it into Trevor's gun safe at the charity shoot like Brian Bolivar was trying to talk me into doing. What? <laughs> it's, I don't think so, but it sounds like a good idea. I probably would have suggested that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, I think he was just setting me up for stabbery anyways. Santa, if there's any room left in my stocking... Could I also have a Midwest Industries extended handguard with M-Lock? Not key mod, please. Only commies use that crap. In closing, Merry Christmas to all the Slamfire hosts and listeners. This is one of my favorite primitive rituals you backwards earthlings do. The red Christmas decorations remind me of my time on Hoth when I used my AT-AT to make my own own red decorations in the snow. Good times. Cheers, filthy. It's hilarious. I'm Very pretty well. much always trying to set filthy up for stabbery, to be fair. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah, you know, that's it. All right. Trevor, you want to take uh, Kenny's? Yes, from the Overlord, or Ming, as I like to call him. Yes. <laughs> you guys are nearer to Santa. Please pass on that I could really, really use uh, a uh, Mark 12 Mod Zero. Also, please fill Tim Crosnell's stocking with scorpions. Thanks, Ken. Um, yeah, well, definitely we can fill up Tim's um, stocking with scorpions. Probably a little bit of hepatitis. I mean, you know. Scorpions with freaking laser beams. That's what or, he deserves. Or scorpions, scorpions with hepatitis. hepatitis. Yeah. Right, thank you, <laughs> There you go. Okay, what's a Mark 12 Mod Zero? Yeah, it's a, it's a precision AR-15 that the U.S. military used to field. I don't know if they still do or not. Yeah. Hmm. So it's no longer good enough for them, but he still wants it? 
I again, they might still use it. I don't know. Okay, it's, yeah, it's kind of it's part of his um, just interest in specific reproductions of military guns. It is cool. how it is. Yeah. Cool. All right, Kelly. All right, from my car. Uh, he would like a uh, KDX CDC or sorry CDX uh, Tremor 50 BMG. Of course he would. I'd like one too, along with a few crates of ammo. Also, peace on earth brought through superior firepower. <laughs> I I would also like to say hello to Mr. Skinner too, uh, Trevor. That's you, by the way. Uh, let him know that Slamfire Radio takes priority over his little Star Wars escapades. May the Schwartz be with you. Blah blah blah. Merry Christmas uh, to the Slamfire crew, Mike. Alrighty. Next is from Cody Mick. All I want for Christmas is to have the RCMP let me have a military issued Browning BAR. Oh, and suppressors. All the suppressors. I, I agree with all the suppressors for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Adriel, you're next. From Andrew R. Hey, folks. Hope everyone is doing well this holiday season. First on my Christmas wish list is a new three gun shotgun. My Partis SL jammed itself up pretty badly, so I've been weighing my other options. Beretta 1301 competition is what I'm currently thinking, since it seems to be pretty much ready to go out of the box. But of course, I'm open to suggestions from you all. Second on my list is some parts for the pistol I just got, also for Freegun. I saw a guy selling a pretty much new XDM9, uh, 5.25 inch for $700, and Impulse bought it. A suggestion: Sell the XDM. <laughs> Beretta's all right. A Beretta? Yeah, the, no, his Beretta shotgun. He wants. Don't we thought of oh, that? Oh yeah, if we had yeah. It. yeah, that's a, that's an excellent one for three gun. Yeah. And then I want to talk about the Paratus when you're done. All right. I'm thinking of getting a fancy flared magazine well for it, as well as some other parts from Springer Precision. Once again, I'm open to su- some suggestions. If I recall correctly, what's that? Yeah. Sell it. Sell it. That's, that's Trevor's suggestion. Get rid of it. Okay. Uh, if I recall correctly, at least one of the hosts of the show has some experience with this gun. I do. I've got an XDM. Uh, lastly, I'm going to say that I really want one of those new uh, Maccabee SLRs, and I'd wager I'm not the only one. Ever since I learned that 458 SOCOM ARs were a thing, I've wanted to build one. And judging from the interview that you guys had, that that's going to be a lot easier to do in the future. Keep up the great work on the show. I'm looking forward to the Christmas show and hopefully many more shows in the future. Pratis, um locking up. Mark's Ruse locked up hard too. Um, did yours ever lock up like that or do you know anybody else who bought one when we got them on sale? Yeah, Andrew. Uh, lock up. <laughs> he shoots three gun at my, at, my, uh, at my range. Okay. Anybody else other than Andrew? Uh, no. No, I know some other people that bought them and they didn't have the locking up problem. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Because, yeah, the, uh, it seems like the, what's that part on top of the bolt that locks up in the top of the receiver? The uh, locking lug? Locking lug, locking yeah. Locking lug, yeah. Seems like that's the problem, eh? Yeah, it's engaging when it's not supposed to be engaging. I guess, yeah. And then you can't, like, unlock it. It's bad. Yeah, uh, Mark got his disassembled and reassembled, and he took it out and he did it again. Hmm. Yeah. Who who knew that $300 semi-automatic 12-gauge would have problems? Yeah, might have but been yours, fine, but... Yours know. have been fine, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm not I'm not putting, like, uh, thousands of rounds through them. I'm putting, you know, hundreds, but they've been fine. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, next, I have a question about the 458 SOCOM. Given the RCMP's recent interpretation of Beowulf, and they're saying that all Beowulf should be limited to two rounds, which is crap because the law has not changed. That's mm-hmm. just their opinion. Uh, would that apply to 458 SOCOM as well? Because isn't the 458 SOCOM just a neck down 50 Beowulf? Uh, I don't think it's a. Is it? I don't think it was a neck down 50 Beowulf. I'm pretty sure. I got one down. I've got one of each downstairs. I'll have to compare. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the the parent case is different. Nope. Uh, parent case, parent case, 50 Action Express. Ah, oh, it is the same. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, just a neck down one. But it's different. Wicked hunting. That nope. would make for a w- wicked hunting platform. Yeah, yeah. But they're, um, with the 50 Beowulf, it's, uh, that's the only one that's mentioned in the FRT. So 458 is fine. You can fit as like five, five of those. All right, let's start doing that then. I need a four. <laughs> I need a five round 458 SOCOM mag. No, you need a you need a ten round pistol SOCOM yes. mag. You need a, Maccabee, one of those. Maccabee needs to make a 458 SOCOM pistol. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think they do. <laughs> or solve or, a lot of things. Or a Beowulf. Yeah, it would solve a lot of things. Yeah, heads so, would heads would just explode. Yeah, so the XDM, um, it runs but there's not really a lot of aftermarket for them as far as i know not up here anyway there might be down in the u.s where they're a bit more unpopular because they don't know any better but up here eh. yeah i don't see many xds in the wild i think i've seen one in a store around here i don't think i've ever seen someone actually who owned one one guy came to SummerSlam and i teased him so bad he came back following you with a tanfoglio <laughs> You might be taking credit for him switching to a different gun, but he might have just made that decision on his own. Just saying. Yeah, well, he may have said, hey, look at what I bought. Now you can't tease me. That that was, that sent a clear message. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I've, got a, I've got one in 45. Um, a guy brought one out to a match, and I saw it jam, which was funny because <laughs> those like a polymer framed pistol like a uh, pistol shouldn't jam that often not that i like that I'm, I'm sure most of them are, are are fine um but there is not really a lot of aftermarket not really a lot of uh competition parts for them either uh at least that i've seen i have i've no, spent no time looking into this maybe there is look they they're a polymer pistol with a grip safety that falls under the wtf category what were you thinking like why just why? Isn't this the same company that wrote Grip Zone on the grip of the gun? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was Taurus, wasn't it? No, I think it's Springfield. Yeah, I think they did that with the XD that came out last year or something like that. Just I know, Springfield. yeah, the boys over at the Gun Nation made fun of that hard. Yeah, the XD yeah. Grip Zone. Barrel Grip Zone! zone. <laughs> yeah, trigger Zone. <laughs> Grip safety zone. Uh, Press this if you want to go shoot. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, Trev, do you want to take the next couple? All right. Short. So, what's that supposed to mean, Brian? <laughs> They're so short that you should take more than one. What yep. I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Zed said, look, I've been drinking moonshine. I will throw down. Y'all don't make fun of my reading skills or lack thereof. Steven Zed 
says, a bunch of 1911 mags for my Remington R1. I traded for my SD40. Or I traded my SD44. There you go. Maybe I, I messed it up. My suggestion is the Wilson Combat 1911 Elite Tactical Magazines. They have that solid one-piece plastic follower that doesn't tilt or jam like typical 1911 mags. Uh, one of the weak spots of that platform is the magazine. In particular, the follower. Mm-hmm. And Wilson solved it by going to the same kind of follower the rest of the world uses. One piece plastic, no jam follower. So, hmm. yep. Get them at Brownells. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about the uh, those Brownells 9mm mags that... Uh... I don't. <laughs> and I'll tell you why after the show. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. We can talk about them now. So, um, the... Most sought after 1911 9mm mag in the Ipset community, as far as I know, the one that all my buddies use and everyone says to buy, is the Dawson Precision uh, 1911 mag. And they make a really cool Dawson, they make an extended magazine base pad for that will allow the mag to, while inserted into the gun, just fit into the Ipset box. It's a really cool mag. But when you buy the mag and buy that additional base pad, um, if you don't buy that base pad, it comes with an aluminum square version. This one is an angle. Anyway, you can literally pay up to $90 per magazine, depending on where you wow. find. Yeah. I typically pay with tax and shipping comes up to about 70 bucks a mag. Adriel ordered these mags from Brownells. I'm like, oh, Adriel, you got to be careful what you buy. The 9mm 1911 is very picky. You need just the right mag, blah, blah, blah. So he sends a box of Brownell stuff to my house, and in it are two of these Brownell mags. I take the mag out. It is identical in every way, with the exception of the color. It's blued, not stainless, and it has a plastic base pad instead of a metal base pad, and it's a whopping 25 bucks. And it's the same mag, same follower, same body, same, everything. Hmm. So <laughs> hell of a fine, Adriel. Hell of a fine. Sweet. Yep, yeah, yeah. it doesn't say Dawson on it. It says Brownells. So somebody is making these tubes uh, for Dawson and for Brownells, I guess. Or maybe Dawson's making them for both. I don't know. But anyway, same mag, 25 bucks Brownells. Now you know. I was asked by a preferred dealer not to not to let that out there in a little while. <laughs> ah. Wow. So, um, but what are you going to do? We're You're going to read Rob's um, email here to submission. Listeners, yeah. 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 Um, Rob B, uh, he wants an M1, a Mini 14, stainless with a folding stock, AR, Smith & Wesson 686, 1022, and my own private me, a private 1,000-meter range with pistol bays. Rob, so that's, uh, that's really is, far is that to a, shoot a pistol, though. That's what I was thinking. A 1,000-meter-long <laughs> pistol bay. That's hey, Jerry one. can do it with a 9-millimeter revolver. So can Rob. Upside down, too, probably. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. I don't know Rob, but I'm pretty sure he's not Jerry. hmm. Just saying. That's true. That's true. I think it's a thousand meter range hyphen or. Actually, it's the word with pistol base. So the pistol base can be like parallel to the thousand meter range. So Uh, Kevin W says he wants a Glock 20. Hand of God. Just ask Tom. Okay, Tom. Tom, Tom sticks. Tom? Sticks. No, Tom. I'm just. I'm asking him. He's not answering. Yeah, right. Kelly. Kelly's trying to, but no. Mm. A um, savagely cut 12 gauge. 
<laughs> preferably a DIY slash via Dremel tool. Dremel tool. Ask Adriel about the about that procedure. Mm-hmm. And an air platform to handle the intermediate distance targets. No fooling around with an air platform because the powers that have been declared that the powers that be have declared that it is perfect as is. So he wants everything else cut up except for the air. The air can, can be can stay. Um well, that's because you assemble it properly from the start, right? Well, uh, yeah, it's stuff. designed perfectly. In, in theory, yes. Yeah. You put it all together with quality parts. That are, so, and you never replace any of them later on with with yeah. other parts. That doesn't happen. No. You do it no, all no, no, no. The, the one time, and then that's it. That's it. Yeah, kind of like my Mac defense. I'm building it, and I'm gonna buy once, cry once. So, you'll you'll still mess with it later. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know, man. Like I've got a pretty pretty nice buy list. Like I'm at twenty seven hundred dollars for what I want to buy, and I'm not done yet. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna buy what I think are the best parts right out the gate and be done with it. What are you and using you for should, a four inch? You should. I'm gonna go use uh, Maccabee, uh, not Maccabee. Sorry, Maple Ridge has a beautiful 15 inch handguard that is quite a bit lighter, like 40 grams lighter than the 15 inch Samson Evolution I have in my three gun rifle now. Which means mm-hmm. I'll probably have to sell that one and get another Maple Ridge for my three gun rifle. So you're not going to use a carbon fiber woven uh, no, screw that thing. That thing's mm-hmm. horrible looking. I guess you just. Right. I guess you just don't have the 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 best then. Oh, I have what I want. <laughs> if and you're going to sell your Samson, let you me know. Wanna, you want to know? Might. Okay, I might. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, I, I'm curious what Kevin considers an intermediate distance target. Um, I don't know. Three hundred and in. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I see where he's going with this. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, pretty much any AR will do that. Oh yeah, pretty much. It's all good. So nice. Alrighty. So listeners, if you would like to email the show, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Hey, wait a minute. Shouldn't we talk about what we went for Christmas? Wouldn't that yeah. be fun? I, yeah. I I got ahead of myself. My mistake. Kelly. Why do I get to go first? Ladies and all that. Okay, if, <laughs> would you like to defer? You can defer. Sure. You're allowed. Okay. Uh, Adriel. Uh, what do I want? <laughs> I guess another belt. Another uh, uh, belt to, to mount some stuff on since I'm going to have a, another pistol that I need to... I don't know. I just want to leave all my stuff on another belt. So maybe one of those. Uh, what do I need? Nothing. I guess uh, to sell some rifles. That's what I need yeah. to do for Christmas. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I would, I would like some people to buy all the guns I bought from for a really good price. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it for me. Cool, Trevor. Um, I want a set of old school magazines for my Tanfoglio Limited Custom. Um. My, we want my, 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 my Christmas would like what I want for Christmas. Gun related. Yes. Gun related. What I want for Christmas. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to simply just read off my. Your list uh, that you posted for. No, it's oh, not okay. posted anywhere. Um, my, my current gun wish list as of December, 2017 is, uh, an X CRL in 300 blackout. 
a CZ P10, a Tavor X95, a T97 with a flat top upper, a Colt Canada SA20, a pre-64 model 943030, a DDV4 M5 16-inch, a Long Branch number 4 Mark 1, a Walther PPQ Q5 match, a USDI M1 carbine Winchester or Inland, an M305A, a VZ58 in 223, a Gen 5 Glock 19, a Dishwright carbine in 9mm, a Daria Mark 12, an SVT40, and a Mosin M44 Polish carbine. <laughs> so, that's so, so uh, <laughs> listeners, if you could get together on that and just work on that list for Trevor, that would be great. <laughs> I, find, I find it's really interesting. You, you've got all that, and then you've got that Narinko bullpup in there, which just yeah. seems to stand out as being not like the others. Uh, I got two Norinco products in there. I have an M305A as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, yeah, my list changes every month, and uh, right now it's kind of long because I threw all the mill serps on there. And then um, do you want me to go through my Maccabee Defense build list? No. No, we don't need to do that. But I do want a whole pile of Maple Ridge Armory stuff for my Maccabee Defense rifle. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I do. I do really like the 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 finish that they did on your uh, barrel. It does look like there's a high attention to detail, which gives me some some confidence that there's a high attention to detail to the whole thing. I would hope. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how it shoots. Same here. So, like, not this payday, but next payday, I'll be picking up the gas block and the tube. And the payday after that, the handguard, and hopefully somewhere along the way. Filthy's offered me an NEA upper to put on my STI lower, but I just can't, like, no, I'm good, thanks. Fair. I, I, I'm i snobby enough to agree with you. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, I'm just going to let Kelly keep thinking. Um, what do I want for Christmas? I am actually uh, investing in uh, training this year, and I'm going to be joining the... Operational Shooting Association, which is run out of the Milken range. Um, you guys had Ben click on mm, sometime this fall, I think. And he yep. talked about training with Keith Cunningham at Milken and that kind of thing. And I've done a little bit of that, and I'm going to finally send in an application to join the range so I can train there for a much more affordable um, amount and more frequently and that kind of stuff so that hopefully I can get more better. So and operate operationally not not really operate just shoot better that, that's all yeah i like to operate operationally i don't i just want to be able to put my rounds where i intend to put them on demand so mm-hmm. i think investing in more training and practice is probably smart consistently on demand and under pressure there you go yep. all that stuff so that's it that's it really for me for i mean i've spent uh, too much money lately on stuff. Um, I would love someone to give me a bunch of money to pay my credit card bill. That would be great. Mm, me too. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's how that is. Kelly, I would like to have a couple more extra hours in a day so I could actually get to the range. Um, but if short of that, I'd like to actually a new pistol. So I'm kind of up. I don't know. You don't like the Glock anymore. Yes. CZ Shadow Two, really? Maybe I don't. I, I I like the Glock, but I'd like something else as well. So, uh, so the CZ Shadow is something that I, I shot. I shot it with um, Kelly Kincaid, and I liked her. So, yeah. Well, it's hard not to like your shadow. Yeah. Uh, what else? I really do. My Gar was on 
this I, it, I'm never going to get it. Like it's eight thousand bucks, so it's the uh, Kdex uh, fifty BMG that uh, SFRC has in their uh, showroom. Um, but that would be lovely to have. But but uh, don't they have the fifteen uh, percent off deal with the calendar right now? Like it's highly affordable. <laughs> no, it's one day. Although probably uh, I do get a discount there every day, so maybe I can. No, but it's still, you know, $8,000. Yeah, I would like to get a new belt, too. So, yeah, I do need a new belt. So maybe I'll get one of those for Christmas. Other than that, nothing really. I'm trying out new things. Oh, to actually attend a Ferlachi course at one point. That's what I'd like. It's not happening, though, this year, I don't think. Why not? Because we're going to... Uh, because we're probably going to be in New Brunswick at that time. July 14th, 15th? Yeah, we're going to be in New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island because we're already going to be down in New Brunswick for the charity shoot. So, mm. yeah, we're doing the East Coast tour at the same time. All right. Yep. So one, t- one of these days I'll attend a Verlachi course. Mm. Maybe this year if we can swing it. But we were... we're plugging in dates. We're looking at things, so. Hoping to do one out at Filthy's Range, but instead, I think um, Matthew and I haven't taken a course in two years, and it's uh, you know you gotta stay current and you gotta learn new things. And if we're gonna keep teaching, we you know it's so important that we keep training. So I think it's time to uh, to take a class this year rather than teach a bunch. I'd rather teach one and take one. Good plan. That's that is pretty smart and mature of you. I'm, I hate to say that, but wasn't my sure. idea. Just kidding, silly my idea. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. All right. iTunes reviews. I don't see anything new. Nope, it's fine. Um, let's just jump into shoutouts. Trevor, you're first on the list. Kelly. Yes. Kelly, you're, you're the bestest, awesomest Aww. co-hostess ever. You're the hostess with the mostest. That's because I sent you a calendar, right? Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you for the awesome calendar and all the really cool signatures. It's kind of covered in a lot of hashtag Trevor sucks, but that's fine. It also has a really sweet message from Yolanda. And now I know uh, Tracy and Summer's birthdays, and apparently I have to send ammo and cash. That's fine. And... uh, um, the probably the the most disturbing page is the one from Gavin and Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, if Gavin's page isn't the most disturbing, there's something really wrong with whatever it is you have. They drew freaking clowns on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's nothing not wrong necessary. with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My calendar's missing a page. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, and um, to, let's see, I got Christmas cards from other listeners. I see somebody else has got them on here, too. Wes and Corinne um, yep. sent me an awesome diehard Christmas tree ornament. You can't take my shout-out? It's, it's, we could share the shout-out if we both got the same card. They sent that card to, like, 100 people because they're I, awesome. I thought I was special. No, you're not. Um, Paul Lathrop, or not Paul Lathrop, Paul uh, Lombard sent me a Christmas card. And um, I got a Christmas card from Gavin. Well, maybe it's from uh, it's it's done up like um, with the uh, uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast logo and stuff, and it's got one of Gavin's drawings in the front of Santa Claus with a gun. So that's pretty awesome. So thanks for that. Um, 
I think that's all the shoutouts I have. Oh, no, man. Mark Price. Mark Price got me an amazing shirt. I got to think that it's Kevin inspired. Uh, it was Kevin that came up with furlough achieving, wasn't it, Kelly? Correct. Yes. So yes. Kevin submitted a word to the Urban Dictionary, furlough achieving, which means overachieving and underachieving. Uh, Mark Price got a t-shirt made for me that says furlough achievement unlocked. And it's a guy opening a bottle of beer. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Best, best Christmas present. So. Okay. That's all I got. Kelly, you're next. I have one. I did have Wes and Corinne too, but I removed it because I saw that Brian had it. You're allowed to shout out the same person that somebody else is shooting. Because Brian's yeah. going to thank them. You don't have to thank them. Well, I'm going to thank them anyways. Twisted. So I just did. Yeah. I also wanted to say hey to ES. Uh, I did get your email and I sent you one as well. So it came from my Project Maple Seed account. And also, I blame Trevor as well. So, so what are we blaming me for? Yes, because he still doesn't. He says that he hasn't uh, forgiven you for saying that I quit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Adriel? Uh, yeah, uh, shout out to you for the calendar and all the ladies of the CCFR for making it and signing it and all that kind of stuff. It's awesome. And and to, um, uh, to yeah, Yolanda, everybody, thanks for signing them. But Yolanda actually is the one, she sent the calendars. I sent her an email saying, can you do it? She started the process. So yeah, Of course cool. she did. Yeah. Except for that XD. Man, she's pretty all right. She's all right, all right, all around. She shoots an XD, Kelly. Everybody okay. has their shortcomings. Oh, you know what? Get over it. <laughs> okay. For Sorry. Yolanda, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to look the other way on the XD. I'm willing to not look what's in her holster. I'm too busy <laughs> looking everywhere else. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just, you, had, you went too far. Like, I just, I couldn't just stop. Right? There was the line... Pay. And Trevor said, no, I'm not going to do it. Yes, I am. I'm going to go over I drank moonshine, Brian. This is true. And I feel that uh, I encouraged you to I do that. I feel like you encouraged me, too. There you go. Okay, well, I'm still going to shout out Wes and Corinne, too, because now I can't not, because, you know, they are pretty awesome. Um, and I do actually really appreciate Wes selling me a Guy's Lead Trigger this year for the Maccabee that I am decided I'm not going to buy. So yep. I'm not what? sure what, what? I'm yeah, I know. Yeah, again, I'm gonna invest money in uh, in training and stuff instead of uh, a non restricted gun that I'm gonna use at a range. So, yeah. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like yeah, Snuffleupagus. Same thing. It's like I don't care if my guns are restricted. I only ever go to a gun range. Yep. I don't go hunting. I don't need a trunk gun. So what do I care? Well, whatever, man. Yeah, and when the I got these come to take them. They'll know which ones you have. Anyway, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna shout out Kelly for the cool envelope of undisclosed thing that's under my tree. Um, and well, I'm gonna shout out Trevor for getting me the same thing for Christmas this year that he got me last year. You're welcome. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Thing. I did too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You are cons- yeah, incredibly consistent that way. It's great. Mm-hmm. No, it's just all good. <laughs> um. It's it's good because it means that I can also just just keep giving the same gift to you guys that I gave yeah. you last year too. Just recycle. And thank you, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shush. All right. Wait, you got Kelly a gift? What'd you yes. get her? Of course he did. Didn't get the rest of his gift. He got me nine mil. 
Oh, you know why? Because you were complaining last year that I got Matthew 9 mil, didn't get you any. Oh, my God, I didn't make Matthew his annual 9 mil. Oh, well. Well, he's... Doctor's not orders, sure. I'm not allowed. This is true. That's right. You are lead contaminated. Yep. No you good for nobody. Uh, you have worked that to your advantage, haven't you? Yep. Awesome. Well done, sir. All right. Uh, Patreon supporters, we got no new ones, but you should still support the show. Oh, especially I now say that... something about Patreon, Brian. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Pat- jump in. Patreon has backed down from their ridiculous policy of taxing the Patreonies. There was such an outcry from all the content creators and the Patreonies that they went, sorry, we thought it would be a good idea, but guess we pissed off the whole world. So, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. So the idea for listeners who don't know what I'm talking about is Patreon. The way it works is you submit money to Patreon. Patreon keeps a portion and gives the content creators a portion. Well, they decided they were going to double dip, take from the creators and take from the Patreonies. And there was such a tremendous outcry that they actually backed down on that one. And I hope somebody got fired over it. Well, okay. Now, a question though. Do, yes. were, they, were they still going to take a piece out of the creator yes. side? Or? Oh, okay. They were double dipping. Oh, yeah. That's that's not cool. Because I could see that they could leave it as an option for people who would say, if you would rather more of your donation go to your the content content creator, we can charge you the the admin fee instead mm-hmm. of lumping that on the other side. I, you know, or people could just donate more. I guess there's that yeah. too. So you know, I'm thinking about it as a as a Patreon of several podcasts and stuff myself. So. Well, thankfully, because I know some of us said, well, if that's the case, I'm going to cut back on, on the, on the, you know, uh, pledges that I put out to all these different shows and YouTube channels and stuff every month. Well, now we don't have to. Yeah. And, and I will give Patreon credit for falling on their sword and say, yeah, we made a mistake. We're un, we're going to unmess this up. I won't. They never should have done it, did it in the first place. It was a, it was a greedy move. They're making tons of money off, um, the content creators, they come up with an amazing business model. Let's figure out a way to give people who work money from people who listen to their work or watch their work. We'll take a piece of every donation. It was a brilliant business model, but it wasn't enough. Now they're like, oh, you want to donate to Slamfire Radio? Well, you're going to pay for the privilege of donating to Slamfire Radio. That's what they said. Screw that. Cool. I'm glad they changed it. Trevor, you're not wrong, but I'm not going to say you're... That's fine. We don't yeah. all need to rant. Fair enough. All right, cool. Are we good to go? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right, so listeners, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. It's important to support those who support us. Get shooting IPSEC, take a maple seed challenge, shoot a three-gun match or some service rifle, bust some clays, get out hunting blast some long-range f-class targets and you know whatever you're doing shooting safely and a lot and straightly and often straightly and and oftenly there you go thank you i screwed up my own outro nice i'm awesome all right and also fitting in quite well (laughs) and i'm so i'm awkward enough for the four of us by myself okay also, please check us out on GOC, like us on Facebook. We are currently at 1,818. That's a, that's a fair, 1818, that's a nice number. Yeah. Yep. Cool. 
Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Hello and welcome this to This is Slam- Brian's first time as lead host, guys. <laughs> is awesome. It? It is. Did you guys know that? You didn't know that? As, as officially the lead host. Not when I brought, was brought on a guest and told, by the way, you're lead host. Halfway through the f- <laughs> show. <laughs> Wait, we, we could have used that. We could f- use new it. Guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello, he knows, everyone. He knows how to get a restart. No, no, we'll restart. That's fine. <laughs> Just whoever's editing, that's a blooper. Yeah, I'm putting that in.